0: What's up, everyone? This is Joe DeHoyas. I'm with uh, I'm the host of Beyond the Wood Woodline. Um, I'm here by myself because I didn't have a co-host this evening. Shannon had to work, so sorry, Shannon she couldn't be with us. But uh, go make that go make that money. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: But I have uh, Sierra and Megan with me tonight. Uh, they're my guests, and they're both with the Indiana Paranormal. What is it?
2: Indiana. Yep, Indiana Spirit Paranormal. Indiana
0: Spirit Paranormal. I had to look at the poster. Okay. So um, I guess you guys are located in in, in Indiana. And that's just a wild guess. but <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So what got you guys in, involved in the paranormal? The, whoever wants to go first can go first. I'll go first
2: because it kind of starts that way. Yeah. So I yeah. actually... I was raised in a paranormal home. My grandma has been an investigator her entire life. She's been a psychic medium her entire life. And um, I was always very against the paranormal just because I was scared as a kid. I would like have things happen and just growing up more and more, I tried to like pretend that it wasn't real and like just basically not bash her. But like I just told her, like, don't talk to me about the paranormal. Don't talk to me about your investigations. Like, I don't want to hear anything about that because I don't want to be a part of that. And then when i grew up i moved into a house with my boyfriend who's also on my team and we had things happen in our house to the point where i started to get scared and we actually hired a team to come and investigate our house that my grandma had known she was friends with them and they came and a lot um they just kind of checked it out they actually got good footage here and then they eventually asked us if we wanted to come along with them on like their investigation So we did and we were on their team for a while and we had a great time. Um, They ended up going solo just because it was better for them at the time. And so we started our own team and it's been good ever since. We actually just had our one year anniversary about two weeks ago of being on Indiana Spirit Paranormal. And we've just grown, our passion for the paranormal has grown more and more that we've done it, even though we never really meant to join this field, it just kind of happened and like it's, that's exactly what happened to you so now you can say how you got into it because it kind of builds off of that yeah so
3: she had like she said she had a team before and then i don't know we i kind of started investigating her house because they had already investigated her house so then i picked up on oh let me try this equipment out. let me do this and then i actually picked Just up her, something like, yes and then i ended up picking something here and uh-huh. we had a- spirit here talking to me and her and only yeah and like she didn't want to talk
2: to Sierra it was a girl she didn't want to talk to Sierra
3: and They're I was using like hey. a voice
2: box and it was specifically saying Megan and she yeah. wasn't like a firm believer in the paranormal and then it just kept coming through like her name Megan and I would ask it questions and you we would get no intelligent responses and then she would ask a question and it would be like instantly like how old are you like 27 Um did you die? And it was like, yes. And then how, and I forget yeah. what how it said, but then it was like, who do you want to talk to? And it just kept saying Megan.
3: Yeah. So then that's kind of how it, all, like I got hooked on it. And then she's like, Oh, we should start our own team. We were messing around about it. And then we talked to her grandma. We talked to other, like now our team members and we came up with the team. And I think we almost have like in a year, almost 3000 followers, which we wow. kind of quick. We yeah. weren't expecting it, but we definitely did get a lot of support when we first started this team. So it was pretty amazing. And then, so we kind of just been, like, growing, you know. Um, right. We do sometimes forget to get on and communicate still. With like, <laughs> we'll go, through our know, we'll go through
2: our breaks. Right.
3: It's definitely still a support we have. And that's kind of how Indiana Spirit Paranormal started, was messing around with equipment, uh, you know, thinking about starting a team, we blew up, and then all of a sudden, here we are. Yeah, we just had
2: a passion for it. We worked with other teams, and then Mm -hmm. we became, like, really good friends with those other teams. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that kind of helped us, like, really enjoy investigating. Because before, we just kind of did it, and, like, I did it to spend time with my grandmother and just kind of get that with her. And I just liked helping other people, like, going to residentials and, like, helping people figure out that they're not crazy, that it is, like, just catching, like, proof for them. That way that they know like they're not alone in that and then my passion kind of turned into her passion and then now we just had this team for a year and i i we've probably been on over 10 investigations not including residentials and so it's just been grown more and more
0: right and you know it's good that you talked about your grandmother because i was going to ask you about that how did how did she feel when she saw you coming around and started doing investigations What, what was that like for her
2: I think that was her proudest moment.
0: (laughs) You know what? And that's rare, right, for someone, uh, you know, older to be doing this kind of stuff, you know? Um, That's pretty cool, actually, you know, that that there was somebody before us out there doing this kind of stuff. And, you know, well well outside of our age group. And I'm not trying to call your
2: grandma. Oh, for sure. And that's kind of how it started. Actually, it's kind of funny because her grandma did this. So it's really generational. Grandma, always said, like, she always tell my grandma, like, oh, you're a psychic. Like, I'm a psychic. It it skips a generation. Like, you're going to see things. I don't want you to be scared. And then my grandma, when she was seven years old, she saw her grandpa after he passed away. And that's how she kind of realized that she was a psychic medium. And then she would, like, see other family members and other people. And then she just, like, fell in love with the paranormal world and, like, helping other people. And she's, she is actually on, how many teams do you think she's on? She's on, Four? probably Five? more. She's yeah, on a lot of different paranormal yeah, she has teams. Of- she's the psychic medium for a lot of those teams, and right. then for us to start our own team and then her have her kind of be like our guidance on that team, like has just meant a lot to her.
0: Yeah, that's really cool, Megan. What about your family? What What did your family think about that?
3: Um. So at first, they they thought I was crazy. They <laughs> I don't know. They Walking. just have- what I was doing. They were kind of nervous, but I think um, growing up, we had a lot of experience of, like, spirits and stuff. So the whole paranormal has always, like, been there, you know? So it's, I don't know, like, growing up, I had some experiences in my house. So it's a hit that I feel like that idea has always been there. It, and I-, I just never really acted on it. I never really... Saw myself, I guess, actually, like going after them or trying to communicate with them, you know. But right. now, now that they see how like into it I am and how involved I am with the like paranormal community and everything I do, like they're really supportive of what I do. So I don't know, like they always ask me, "Oh, what did you find?" You know, like <laughs> I'll friends. show them videos, and they just think it's crazy. So thank right. you.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, like for me, like. Uh... You know, really coming from the Bigfoot world, um, I never really broadcasted it too much. You know, I, I, I didn't necessarily hide it either. If it came out, it came out. And I, I really didn't care. But it was it was really cool because uh, a lot of times I would get family members and friends uh, mm-hmm. or who would call me and message me. Or I'd say, hey, I had this happen to me when I was in the woods. Or, you know, this is happening on my property. Um, or I have a friend who wants to talk to you, stuff like that. So that was really pretty cool. You know, I had co workers, you know, and I worked with a bunch of guys, you know, a bunch mm-hmm. of guys gave me a hard time, you know. Um and even though they would give me a hard time, they would come and they would ask me questions like on the side, you know, hey, so what does it do? And what does this mean? And you know, I was watching this show and they would come and ask me questions. Does this really happen? You know, so it it, it you know, it it's cool being the weird guy sometimes, you know, and yeah. Uh, like How I said,
1: yeah.
2: yeah
0: and but But people will come, at least for me, uh, uh, have you experienced that people will come and and ask you questions?
2: Yeah, it's actually funny because at the beginning we were kind of, you know, it's not very talked about paranormal world and it's not very common. So we were like, we would be almost weary to tell people what we do. Right. Mm -hmm. And then when we finally started telling people, they were like, that's really cool. Like, tell me, tell me about what you guys have done. Like, tell me what happened. like, And we were always like at first almost embarrassed about it i would even be honest and say like oh we investigate ghosts on the weekends but like then people were like that's so cool can i come with you guys like i want to see your your findings and like then we started realizing like it's not really not that we were ever ashamed but it just was kind of taboo to talk about like now we're just yeah we're on a we have a paranormal investigation team and we do this, this, and this. We travel all over the country, and like we love what we do, and we're not scared nope. to tell people that anymore.
0: So, like, what was one of your first investigations that that, uh, that that for you really meant something?
1: I know what yours. Is. Um,
3: Hillview. Yeah, Hillview. mine has to be Hillview, which that was in Pennsylvania. Yeah, that was my way in. Well, I actually have two now because we went to. <laughs> was my first one because I actually started experiencing stuff there and I so one of what really got me was I had a feeling we were in this room and I had this gut feeling and I like I was with two of our team members and I was like hey I I don't want to be here let's go let's go like I was just like let's go let's go we turned around to leave and we heard like three footsteps running right behind us I took off running (laughs) we have this on camera we have
2: this on video I have like the I guess like
3: Whatever was behind us, we you have can it hear on the you
2: can hear the bangs. It sounds wow. like three bangs coming yeah. up to you, like it gets close. closer and closer and closer. And you can hear her saying, "Like I have a bad feeling. Like, like I think we need to get out of here. Like I just mm. have a bad feeling." And she's very quiet. She never gets like that. She doesn't really get scared. She's like, "We need to get off this floor right now." And then you hear bang, bang, bang. And then <laughs> we all took <laughs> off. We ran down the stairs. We didn't know what that was. It was just. So <laughs> <weird feeling. laughs> And it's hard to spook us, but that one yeah, that really, one really got us. Me. And that's I probably jumped down the stairs. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think that's
3: the one that meant the most and how it, like everything else came to place. And then after that investigation, we went to a couple other ones. We went to Hinsdale in New York. Oh yeah that one, that one I was really scared. I didn't even sleep. <laughs> um, I had her boyfriend put lights around me before I fell asleep because I couldn't go to sleep in the dark. <laughs> so, yeah. we, well, we did get a lot of good stuff there. So I think that's what it was. It's just, we have a lot of evidence from that place.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And what about you, Sierra? Uh, Do you have any places that, uh, when you first went, kind of meant something to you?
2: Yeah, so for meant something to me, I'll go in kind of the opposite direction. I did a residential that actually ended up being in Warsaw And there was a little boy there. He was probably nine years old. And I didn't see him at first, but we kind of went around the house and we had seen like where some spirits were. Me and my grandma, we went around the house and just kind of picked up what we were feeling. And then we went and talked to the parents and then they brought their son in because he was kind of dealing with that same, he was the one who was dealing with all the spirits and he was very scared. And he, I told him what I got and it was exactly what he had told his parents that he had seen in the house. And he just like started crying because he he finally felt like okay i'm not crazy like there's actually spirits in my home and that meant a lot to me because after that we kind of took him in under our wing and just was like if you need us like here's our phone number like you're not alone because he ended up being a psychic medium himself as this nine-year-old boy and he just felt very He just felt really misunderstood. His parents were trying to be as supportive as possible. And I think us coming in and telling them this is what we got before even hearing what they were dealing with, like that kind of showed them that he wasn't just making up stories as a little kid. Like this was actually serious. And there were things in his home that were messing with him. And I feel like that brought them closer together. So I feel like that probably meant a lot to me because I actually felt like it wasn't just an investigation where I, you know, got out my recorder and left. Like we actually helped this family get closer together yeah, that guy,
1: that's pretty
0: cool.
2: mm-hmm.
0: so do you guys have abilities or gifts or talents
2: i i pick up on a lot of the spirits that my grandma does she always says like psychic medium to me i just feel like very in tuned with things like i i get a lot of feelings i can see a lot of things if i really focus and meditate myself um so i would i don't like to label myself as anything, but my grandma would just 100% be like, "Oh, she's a psychic medium." <laughs> but yeah. I just try to feel whatever comes to me. And I feel like Megan you can kind of tell yours cuz I've kind of told you. Um, I'm more
3: of I feel like I'm more of like a empath. empath. Um, I have a pretty strong like feeling when it comes to things. I feel a lot and I don't know lately it's just been like really really strong for me and I've been like struggling struggling with it because I feel like it's just keeps getting stronger and stronger and it's not just in the paranormal field I feel like it's people in general that are around me I feel like I feel a lot of people's like pain and like struggle like and it's getting to me to a point where I'm like okay somebody around me needs to like <laughs> Do something to she's get better, like, it's just, yeah. She can
2: tell me when I'm, like, she'll be like, you're having a headache or you're feeling yeah. with a lot this week and she's like, I can just pick up on that. And I'm like, yeah. I feel, cause she didn't want to accept it, but I'm like, I feel like you are very empathic because you can just, you take on the emotions of the people around you. And to me, that is empath. And then right. when the investigations, like that whole Hillview Manor thing, she felt like something was in the room and she wanted to get out. She mm-hmm. didn't see anything, she didn't hear anything. She just had that feeling. And then right after that, we had all of that happen.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And then also with that one, I forgot to say this part too,
3: but with that one, as soon as we pulled up, there was this window and I kept looking at it. And I was like, hey, I'm like, I have a feeling there's a little boy right there. And, like, we knew nothing about this building. It was like a senior home. Yeah, we don't like to look up history of, like, where we're going because (laughs) we don't want to get anything Yeah, that way. so we just wanted to learn whatever's there. And I kept looking at this window. I was like, hey, there's a little boy there. There's a little boy there. We went around our tour and come to find out there was actually a little boy
2: Isn't that, that right? lived
3: across that hall. So oh. for me, that's when it like, I was like, okay, this <laughs> is like getting weird. <laughs> so like she wanted to herself. Yeah, I was like, there's no way.
0: So when you go to a location, do you open yourself up or is, does it just happen?
3: Um... Uh, I feel like you have to go with, like, not well, not even, but I feel like it just happens. Like, yeah, you have to go with an open mind, but you also don't want to go in there too expecting, willing. oh, like, oh, this is going to happen. Or, you know, you hear other stories of, like, what happens in those places. You don't want to go in there expecting that to happen to you. So you just have to have an open mind, you know, like, and expect whatever's coming.
2: That's why we don't look up the history, too, because we don't want to be like, almost piggyback off of that we just want to get what we get because you know if, if you hear oh there's a little boy that haunts this place you're going to be looking for a little boy or you're going to be like oh i think i feel a little boy like it can almost tarnish how open you can be and you just want to get it naturally and then find out the history after and just see if the pieces connect
0: right right because then if you've already read up about it anything that happened in there this well it's that little boy or it's that the, yeah. the, the lived here or whatever yeah Starts to become a suggestive yeah yeah, that's yeah. what I tell people like out when you go bigfooting, just because you hear a branch snap, you know, you hear a little noise doesn't mean it's a bigfoot. It could be a
1: damn yeah, squirrel right. or, or
0: deer. So, you know, you got to be careful with that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like because careful
2: careful. Yeah, you don't want to go in
3: there being like paranoid or like expecting it to happen to you because then whatever you hear, oh, this happened or this is why it happened, you know, like you don't want to like assume that's what it is.
0: <laughs> yeah. It could be just a building settling.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that happens, I'm sure, all the time. People probably get, you know, and maybe even us get something. You mm-hmm. if you hear a the building settling across and it starts echoing, it kind of can sound like something's coming after you. That's always something you can take into consideration.
0: So do you guys have a favorite spot that that, that you have investigated? Yes. Okay, did, did you hear? That you last can hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? i can hear you you can't hear me
2: i think we lost you i can't hear anything
0: are you on mute you're on mute. there you go can you hear me now <laughs> can you hear me it's
3: all
0: right. I, I can see you and i can hear you <laughs> let's see
3: maybe we should
2: turn it on here can you hear us
0: yeah, I can hear you. Yes.
2: We can't hear you.
0: You can't hear me. Okay, well, then.
2: Can
1: you
0: hear me now? Can you guys can't hear me. Now? Can't hear me, huh? That's part of doing a live podcast. I'll probably have to have
1: them maybe log back in. Uh, let's see. So how everybody else doing
0: tonight? Mm-hmm. I didn't even get the link. Any questions? Uh, here we go. I hope they'll log back in. I think they'll log back in, so uh we'll talk about my weekend, which was actually a pretty cool weekend. I had a uh I did my little Bigfoot outing and uh <laughs> it was pretty cool. We had uh well I had people come up to my, my camp and, uh, let's see, here they go.
1: Studio? Oh, okay. are we back on?
2: <laughs> there. Oh, we can see you, you now. Okay, good,
0: yeah. If it happens again, just log back in. It's probably just a. That's connection. what I did.
2: I exited and then I was like, I'm just going to rejoin because I don't know what awesome. happened.
0: Okay, that's good. So my question was, do you have a favorite place that, that you've been to?
2: Our favorite places are different because she hasn't been here. But my favorite place we're actually going back to next month. It's the Bel Air House in Ohio. Okay. It Yeah, it's just a really cool place. Like, I've lo- not a lot of people have been there. And I just feel like we-, we picked up on so much there. And it's just not as common. And I feel like that was probably the most active place I've ever been. What was your favorite place? You probably, I don't know, actually.
1: Um...
3: I feel like it's both uh, Hinsale and Hillview.
2: Really? Yeah, those are
3: both of my favorite. <laughs> Even though I did get scared a lot, but there's, they're still <laughs> my favorite.
0: <laughs> so, what places have you uh, investigated locally?
3: Ooh, the jail. Oh, just our jail here. They have uh, a okay.
2: Kosciuszko County jail, which is actually in our town. A lot of people have been to. That place mm-hmm. was amazing. That was probably up in my top five favorite places. Really?
0: Really? Uh, what's the name of it again, you said?
2: It's called, um, it's Kosciuszko County jail. It's in okay. Warsaw, Indiana. And okay. it's funny, we were in team for probably eight months before we even investigated it, and it's three minutes from my house. <laughs> yeah.
1: Really?
2: Yeah, and a lot of people had been there. I'm like, why have we not been here? Yeah. We could walk we ride our bikes past yeah. here every day. <laughs>
1: yeah. But
2: it's a very neat place. It's a very small jail, but it has a lot of history. I know. What's that what was that guy's name that's been there? Oh John John Dillinger. John Dillinger, the yeah. famous mm-hmm. criminal. He oh, had wow. that prison or that mm-hmm. small jail. So it's just it has a lot of history there.
1: Oh, that's pretty
0: cool. That's pretty cool. And uh you guys have done residential, you said too?
2: Yeah, We've done a couple of residentials, mostly my house. We, I mean, it's if it's, <laughs> if it's haunted here, it's kind of a free reign of investigation. If we just, you know, we're bored on a yeah. Saturday, get right, the box out and just kind of yeah. see what we get.
0: Well, you know, and, and I know this is you know personal for you guys, it's your house, but uh, do you know the history? You don't have to tell it, just do so you know the history of it?
2: Yeah, it's actually kind of crazy because. Uh, we he's my boyfriend has lived in this house probably four years and when we first investigated it they didn't know the history here and I had known a little bit but not a lot and there was actually a person who lived here right before us who had passed away outside of the house it was actually kind of like a bad situation like they ended up getting ran over and it was like a kind of a drug deal gone wrong type situation yeah. and, and um I didn't even know that it happened on the street, let alone right in front of my house. And they had said... My grandma, she was the psychic that came in with this team. Funny. She had actually... I hadn't told her anything about this. And she had said his name. And he was the guy that had passed away a year prior for us living here. And I thought that was really interesting. And then um, she had... Also told us that there's a woman that lives in our house, and I've seen a woman here before a few times, and a couple of my guests that have spent the night have seen a woman here. Oh. I don't know the history okay. of her. I've tried to pick it up a little bit, but I'm I'm not too sure. But that would be interesting to find out.
1: Oh,
0: right. So, do you guys have a have a bucket list? I'm sure you have a bucket list a mile long. But what are some of the top uh, two, three <laughs> places you'd like to go to?
2: Well, Texas would be one. We would love to visit Texas. I would yeah. say. Do you have, like, a, a paranormal one that you would love to visit? Um, I think we said it last time. We want to go to
3: um, Louisiana.
2: Oh, New Orleans. Yeah. I've heard that just – and there's, like, a bunch of places that you could go to. But sure. the, some buildings in New Orleans are supposed to be very cool places. Mm-hmm. That would be on the bucket list. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, a specific – oh, um, Waverly Hills. That's probably my okay. number one bucket list. That would be – we've looked into going there, but it's really hard to get yeah. it like a day that where we can all go. Cause it's, I, I don't think that they do Saturdays. They only do like during the week private investigations, but that would be an amazing place to go.
0: I know here in Texas, there's quite a few places and they're all over the place and everything from San Antonio,
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: uh, Haunted Hill house near near Dallas, Fort Worth area, which I've been to, which is pretty cool. Oh,
1: really? um,
0: yeah. And, uh, and, and even here in Houston, which I I wouldn't have thought there were so many places in Houston, especially downtown. But, yeah, there's a bunch. I looked it up and there's like 10 top of the, the top 10 places in, in Houston. And I know where all these places are at. I'm like, holy cow. Even like one of our <laughs> libraries.
2: I've like heard a lot of- about Texas, just places being in Texas, like re- where you really want to go and investigate because they are always active.
0: Yeah, um, there's even places like um, um there's a place called Patterson Road, which anyone could just park, it's supposed to they have a lot of paranormal activity. I'm not sure of the, of the history there. There's like another train track, uh, a bridge that's supposed to be haunted that a lot of people go to. Um, one night, some kids, when I used to work part-time at, at, at Best Buy, some of the kids were like, hey, Joe, uh, we're going to go find this old Civil War cemetery, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, like one of the, it's like one of the things to do right around town. <laughs> They're like, you want to go? I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll go with you guys, you know? So... We after work we went we walked through this field uh we walked through, we first of all walked through the woods and we came across like a homeless camp and we're like nah, we get the hell out of here you know
1: <laughs> uh, if, if they come back, yeah we get if they if they come back and we're here they're
0: gonna be pissed you know uh, I don't know where those people were at but there was a lot of like tarps uh, and even like little makeshift you know porta potties and stuff like that I bet about fifteen twenty little people live there in twenty little 20 oh, wow. there. yeah. So we got out, of, we got the hell out of there, and we walked through this field. And uh, well, not really a field, but a big clearing. We went to the woods, and we started walking through the woods. I'm like, man, there's nothing back here, man. Let's, let's go back, you know. So we're going back to that clearing. And as we're walking through the clearing, the, the fog starts coming in, and we start like seeing all the headstones.
1: You know? Oh, my. Yeah, I'm like, and we were
0: all freaked out. We're like, holy cow, we just walked through this field when it was clear, and we didn't even see these freaking headstones. And now here I hear the fog. We saw seeing these headstones. That was one of the weirdest things that ever happened.
2: That's like that right was, out of a scary movie, too. Yeah, like
0: what well, these headstones? But <laughs> yeah, but it was a Civil War headstone. It was Civil War uh, cemetery. Oh I
2: wow! Was, yeah. So those have yeah. been there for a minute too.
0: Yeah. And like I said, we walked right by them, didn't even see them. We had to walk right by them, right? <laughs>
2: right.
1: <You would>
0: think. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. It was pretty crazy. And uh, you know, we're now we're talking about some of the stuff that goes on outdoors. I don't know if you guys are following the cryptid world bigfoot stuff
1: mm-hmm. what do you think about
0: that as far as paranormal activity happening in the woods
2: sir so, oh did you say what do we think about that it cut out a little yeah. bit
0: yeah what do you think about like paranormal activity happening like in the woods in the forest
2: I think that that actually happens a lot, like, more common than people think. I've actually read a few books about it. I can't really think of names of them right now. But there's a lot that goes out. Because, you know, in the woods is a lot. There's headstones there, like you said, without people even really realizing. And I just feel like there's a lot of, like, energy out in the woods and just, like, natural energy. So I feel like paranormal activity can happen there all the time. You hear about, like, Native American land, like, grounds, like, going into the woods and just being full of them. I feel like Hillview was a good example mm. of that. There was, when we would walk behind the house, it actually wasn't even that on it. It was more the land in Hillview. Um, Hillview, right? Hinsdale. Oh, Hinsdale. I'm saying the wrong word, Hinsdale. Um, there was a gathering tree that was in the woods from the Native Americans that you would, people would give gifts to. And they talk about, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of this, but puck wedgies.
1: Right, right, yeah.
2: Yeah, kind of it's kind of like a mystical big mm-hmm. Bigfoot almost like more of a yeah. spiritual Bigfoot but yeah. it's be a Puck wedgie but um so we learned a lot about that being at Hinsdale I keep saying the wrong word Hinsdale and that kind of we we actually that was our first time investigating in woods mm-hmm. and that was interesting it was like on a big hill in the middle of basically nowhere and it was like a scary eerie feeling but it was also very it was almost Like comforting, like Mm -hmm. it felt like we were welcome there, but like something was off. So it was just like a very different mystical feeling.
0: You know, and one of the things people talk about, uh, whether they're Bigfoot researchers, campers, or hikers, especially like in the forest, they'll see orbs, and they they can range from you know the size of a pebble to the size of a basketball. You know, what do you guys think of that? About anything that's naturally occurring, or you think that's some kind of paranormal phenomenon?
2: So with orbs I feel like you have to be very careful about kind of saying what it is cuz you know it could be a bug that flew by your your camera it could be a flash of the light but if you see these big, we've seen like big orbs mm-hmm. where it's like okay that has to be like a burst of energy right mm-hmm. how do you feel about orbs
3: Yeah I think like she said I think you have to be careful of like what you consider one but we have definitely mm-hmm. caught some and we know like oh that's
2: we try to debunk it in every way, shape, and form mm. possible. Like, was there a bug there? Can we see any bugs on our camera? Do you, is that the size of a bug? Um, was there anything that could be reflecting off of our camera that mm, could have made right.
0: or, Well, uh, I'm talking about actually physically seeing an orb. I've never witnessed never,
2: that, yeah. but that would be really cool. Yeah, well,
0: uh, yeah, uh, well you know, being, like I said, part of the Bigfoot community, Bigfoot mm-hmm. world, there's a, there's a lot of uh, uh, hikers, campers researchers, any uh, people, joggers, for that matter, go out into the woods and have seen orbs with their naked eye. Um,
2: that would be that would be neat. Yeah, okay.
0: And, uh, you know, one of my friends, Big Dog, I'm not sure if Big Dog is watching right now, but uh, him and one of my other buddies were out in the woods, and they were actually surrounded by these orbs, and they, they, they got lost on which way to come in and which way to come out, so they called the guy's mom, who was parked nearby, to come and pull up so they could see her car,
1: Mm-hmm. Well, there were so
0: many orbs they couldn't tell what their headlights were. So they asked her to flash the lights so that when it started flashing the lights, they knew which way which way to go. Yeah.
2: Wow. And he,
0: and he said they were all different sizes. Yeah.
2: I definitely feel like they can be like big things of like energy, and so you know maybe they were even trying to show them where to go and like kind of be a direction because I I definitely think that they could be positive or negative, but. I definitely believe in orbs and I believe that like spirits or anything can kind of show in its own form. So that would be really neat. We want to do more work in the woods. Like you said, like that bridge or we have a few cemeteries and bridges next to us that people call like legendary and like say that if you go there, you're bound to experience things. That's kind of more what I want to do for like this fall is kind of do like not not just an investigation that we schedule or not just a residential that we schedule, but more just like going ourselves no equipment just taking our camera and like going to the middle of nowhere and just kind of being one with nature and just seeing like using our senses to see what happens and that would be super cool if that happened yeah
0: <laughs> yeah yeah that that's uh i think for me personally that's the kind of investigation i would like
1: better yeah
0: doing out, doing out the woods I, I've, I've never done it but i don't know why i haven't done it i guess when i go i'm in the bigfoot brain that's what i'm doing so yeah you're. And, right. and- yeah, that's I, I, probably what I need to do is uh, do some paranormal investigations out there and see what I pick up, see what I hear. I mean, who knows? Maybe I've already experienced it. Like I told you off the, before we got on camera, uh, I I was here to get changed. I'm not sure if you guys are able to read the comments before saying hi and stuff, so. <laughs>
2: yeah, I, I just I, really I I wasn't looking so, at
0: them. Okay. Well, they had a lot of people telling you guys hi, so.
2: <laughs> hi, everyone. Yeah.
0: But, uh, you know, uh, like I told you before, we, we, we got on the air that, uh, you know, I've had rocks thrown at me, sticks thrown at me. I know for that matter, a lot of other people who have uh, been out researching, you know, have gotten sticks thrown at them and rocks or what have you, and heard footsteps and never seen anybody, mm-hmm. you know, which which I've experienced myself, you know, and and uh, I'm not saying it is a Bigfoot or isn't a Bigfoot, but, you know, who knows? It could be something paranormal. Who knows what happened in these woods, you know, 100 years ago, 200 years ago, 1,000 years ago, you know?
1: Exactly.
0: Uh, yeah, so... You know and uh i'm sure it's unfortunate i think tragedy has a lot to do with what remains here on earth you know oh, and, I'm sure. and I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of tragedy that happened in these woods that we just don't know about but, um,
2: and that's what it is a lot too and that's why we i you see some no shade to anybody but you see a lot of investigators kind of try to like make spirits talk or like what's what would be like the word like you know just trying to like force them to get a reaction out of them to kind of get evidence but we try to be super respectful and just try to give them more of a voice and a communication because a lot of like even being a rock thrown at you they could just be trying to get your attention just to get their voice out there because you know something tragic might have happened and they might not understand it or you know they've never got that closure so we just kind of try to be like not forceful for evidence but more just like a voice that they kind of come through to
0: so do you believe that maybe some of these spirits don't realize where they're at or don't realize what may have happened to them
2: we've had spirits come through our our voice box and just be like am i dead or like where am i and with voice boxes we we're still very we still try to debunk even those because a lot of the times the ones that we use are like word databases so you know (laughs) word databases aren't the most foul proof like we know for sure they're speaking to us but we try to look for intelligent responses. We ask very specific questions um, just to kind of make sure that we are talking to a spirit and we're not just sitting there with a dictionary voice box. Right. A lot of people are like, oh, that's just saying words. But that's why we ask extremely specific questions or try to get responses in other ways. We, we're we not very super big on equipment. We love using equipment, but I feel like our senses are the most important thing. Our, you know, our listening, hearing, speaking, feeling like just any kind of natural human sense that's more what we try to use for our investigations. which is why we don't always have evidence or proof like we just kind of take it more for the experience and just for ourselves and just kind of trying to be a voice for, for those spirits especially if they have went through something tragic
0: right. right do you guys ever try to help cross over spirits or do you just
2: yeah well my grandma she's really good about that um i i never feel like we're very like we're experienced enough because i mm-hmm. will have families come and try to be like oh wait, come to our house and get rid of the spirit and i'm always very honest with them i'll cleanse your house i will pray with you if that's what you want to do i'll cleanse your house i will um bring my grandma and she'll kind of help move those spirits mm-hmm. along because she is very she's been doing this for years and she knows how to cross a spirit over but for me like we doing this i don't feel comfortable to sit there and say like oh i'll I'll cross those spirits over for you and i'll get rid of all the ghosts in your house like i just feel like i can help you cleanse and i've done a lot of research on crystals and stones and cleansings, and i can kind of give you a better lighter space that way but for as for crossing spirits over i don't feel confident in doing that
1: do
0: you guys do anything for uh protection for yourselves
2: yep we Mm -hmm. have a lot of protection stones um we we're both religious in a way um we do pray before and after investigations um we use black tourmaline we wear it around our wrists and we wear it around our necks and um any other kind of protective stone that we come across we try to bring along with us and always telling spirits like you can't like if we're on an investigation we're always tell them they can't stay with us they can't home with us. um They have to stay where they are, or cross over. Like we, we try to keep our homes. Even though I have experiences in my home, it's we try to make it our safe zones and not bring anything home with us because of investigating. And I feel like that's why your family was nervous in the beginning because they thought, yeah. they thought like, bring something home with
0: them. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like we already got something here. Don't be bringing any more people here. <laughs> Definitely. So, so, what do you do? Do you do anything at all to your own places, your own homes, or? You sage the hell out of everything, or do you
1: just no. do oh, okay?
3: So, we cool. moved in. I live with my sister, we moved into a new house, and hope. she's hopefully, not she's not watching because <laughs> I don't want her to freak out. But um, <laughs> I sent Sierra a picture, just like a random picture, and um, not even a, trying to tell me, yeah, like not even anything. She yeah, just yeah, sent me nothing. a picture of her drink, and I was like, pre gaming, whatever, it was just a picture of my beer, and she's she didn't want to tell me, she's like, hey. Uh, I wasn't even trying to pick up on this picture but there is I picked up on something in the corner um she sent it to her grandma her grandma didn't pick up nothing her grandma without telling us she sent it to another person and they got the same thing she did at mm-hmm. this new place mm-hmm. and I don't know she she's she just had like a bad feeling I had a and, really
2: strange feeling about the corner of her picture which ended up being a closet door that ended up going to an attic to an attic. <laughs> that had like a lock on the outside. It was kind of strange, Yeah. but I just was like, I have a really weird feeling in the corner of your picture. I don't know why. I don't know if I'm just tripping today. You know, Mm -hmm. sometimes you could be off. And then I asked my grandma and my grandma was like, no, I don't feel anything. I'm like, okay, I think I'm just having a weird day. She didn't tell us and she ended up sending it to another psychic and didn't tell that psychic like, oh, Sierra got this. She just sent it and was like, do you feel anything? And the girls messaged her, or messaged her back, and was like, "I sent something in that corner right next to that door, which is exactly what I had said." So I was like, "Megan, I'm scared to tell you this, but someone felt the same way that I did. So, you know, you might need something in your house. We might have to cleanse it." Yeah, I never did though. I
3: never really messed with it. And like, my mom's a Catholic, so she wanted to come over and like put, like holy water, kind of like do a prayer for the new house and stuff, and. I was like, no, like, we shouldn't do that because we don't really know what's there. Like, what if it's, like, evil Mm -hmm. and you go in there, like, blessing this home and, like, you piss it off, like, you know? So we kind of left it alone. I personally never feel anything at my house or, like, my room. Like, I've always been, like, fine. So, you know, like, I don't know whatever they picked up. Like, maybe they just did. But for me and, like, as of now, like, we have never had any, like, experiences there. (laughs) You know, like at first when she did tell me I was paranoid, but then I was like, I've been fine. You know, I've been sleeping. Like my sister has been fine, you know, like, so everything's been good. So <laughs> I guess whatever's there, like it doesn't, it's not like harming nobody. So That's what
2: I feel about mine, as long as it doesn't harm me. And as long mm-hmm. as I don't wake up scared, every day, I really kind of coexist mm-hmm. and let whatever, you know, might've been their home before. I don't know. I don't know their story. So as long as they're not. Like you said, about your old experiences, as long as they're not waking me up and shaking my arm, I'll let them stay. (laughs) I've I've cleansed my house once because I started having a lot of like negative feelings in the house and just negative energy. And everyone that was here was getting angry. So I did do like a good cleanse. And I just said, basically any negative energy has to leave any good energy can stay like all positive vibes here (laughs) basically.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, like, I, like I was telling you guys, you know, that, that, that house—it was. I mean, we would get freaked out, we would get scared, but I don't think anything was there that was really, you know, like I said, had, yeah, or had ill intent. Uh, one night I woke up and there was a black figure standing at the end of my bed, you know, right there by my feet, and uh, I could tell it was a woman. It had a woman's shape, and uh, when she moved towards me, I threw a kick. <laughs> You know? <laughs> it was it was more reaction and being scared, and you know, and then it then it disappeared, and that was and that was it, you know. But uh, even like you, when my daughter saw that black figure go from one room to the, I mean, one corner of the room to the other corner,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, it, it she would it freaked her out. But I mean, nothing really was, was like coming at us, you know, waterfall yeah. coming on, or we weren't getting scratched, we were getting poked. But you know, I don't see that as being. You know, I see as being mischievous, you yeah. um,
2: know. We've dealt with, we've dealt with our door. Like we lock our bedroom door just because I don't live in a sketchy neighborhood, but I don't really trust my neighbors that much. <laughs> so we've had some, we've had our car keyed and like just random things. But we've had like the door, the bedroom door shake to where I thought someone was in the house. All right. we've, uh, we've all been like having a party here while everyone was inside having like playing cards. And we've heard knocking right on this glass door that was super weird because we all looked and there was no one there we ran outside there was no one there um we've had water come on heard things and like i said we have there's been a few times i've seen a woman like kind of walk by like it's like i'm like who was that like i've just seen like a girl walk by my sister didn't even know anything about this and she slept on my living room couch and then she said she woke up in the middle of the night and there was a woman standing in the kitchen and she ran oh. to the room and i i didn't see anyone here so it's just been like stuff like that she's never really i've never felt i felt like maybe someone's staring at me but i've never felt like i was gonna be attacked or anything like that
0: have you? Have any of you guys ever had to deal with something that was i guess for uh, uh for lack of a better word evil
2: i have um my grandma she actually like i said growing up with her she would have all kinds of things come home with her and we had experiences with i don't know if it was necessarily demonic but we did have to bring like a catholic church in and kind of have it cleansed and do all that but um i was very young at the time i was seven or eight even and i remember there was one time that i told my grandma Um, that my back was on fire and I was like my back's on fire my back's on fire like it's burning and she pulled up my shirt and there was three scratch marks on my back and I was very young she was like did you lean on anything but I hadn't I had just been standing there like eating my lunch or something and I was standing up and then I just felt like and it looked like claw marks because it was like a lower one a tall one and then a lower one and then she freaked out and she took a picture of it and then she and she had she hadn't told me all the experiences she had been having but then like later on, like a, like 10 minutes later, I was fine and I felt fine. And she pulled my shirt back up and it was completely gone. And she took a picture of that too. And she just dealt, she wouldn't tell me like the full gist of everything that she dealt with, but she dealt with a lot of negative energy where she did have to bring in the Catholic church and kind of get the house cleansed. And um, we weren't allowed there anymore. I know none of her grandkids were until that all got cleared up. But I just remember that because I, I still remember how that felt. It felt like my back was on fire. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm I believe in I demons because believe- I mean, I'm a Christian. I I know that it's out there, but we try to stay far clear from we've been asked to be on investigations okay. where they think that it's demonic or we've even been asked by a Catholic church to go in and see before that they come, they want to make sure that the people aren't misleading them. They kind of want an investigation team to go in first and just see what's there before they'll come in. Mm-hmm. And we actually got asked to do that 2 weeks ago and mm-hmm. I to decline because i i'm just not comfortable i don't feel experienced enough to deal with something like that
0: what's your uh your ancestry if you don't mind me asking i'm just curious
2: me yeah i'm actually not too sure like i just know (laughs) i don't really know (laughs) my family we don't really have an answer i don't really talk about it but i know you're catholic and i in mexican
3: yeah
0: so I'm just a Mexican. That's just it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else, right? <laughs>
0: uh, no, I, I'm just wondering. You know, sometimes you know your your ancestral DNA can you know plays a part. Of, I think anyway. I just I'm just curious.
2: Yeah. No. Definitely. Yeah. I, I'd be I'd be curious too. My grandma's super into yeah. that. I know she actually. I guess I should. She would, she would
0: probably know. She would probably know.
2: Yeah, she would know. She always says that we're Native American, like a strong yeah a which i never believe her cuz i'm the palest person i know but <laughs> i'm like where yeah. not me maybe you know me. Place.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it be it'd,
2: i'd be curious to know what else you know
0: right. so so you know you talked about native america what do you think about uh in some of the rituals as far as you know when when they deal with the spirit world or do you have any ex- experience with that at all you know they do different rituals and i guess I don't want to call it witchcraft because I, I, I don't know
1: what the hell it's called. You know? Right,
2: yeah. Basically, it's kind of rituals in their culture. Yeah. Um, With my boyfriend, with him, he's Mexican. Um, he does a lot of... He does rituals, too, and, like, he'll kind of dabble into that, so I've kind of seen how they're done a little bit, but mm-hmm. he doesn't do any, like... i I think there is kind of a line between witchcraft and rituals like i feel like one can be more for culture and then one can be more for like personal gain right one's just more for like luck and like good energy and more like a grounding nature and then there's you know black magic or magic um i feel like rituals like we've i almost feel like even some of the stuff we do to protect houses like on residentials would be almost ritualistic because we'll do like, you know, railroad ties to protect the land and that comes from Native American rituals. That's kind of something that they did. So something that we've learned or smudging, you know, burning different senses together to kind of um, rid of negative energy or spirits. I feel like that's almost ritualistic too. So i kind of feel like we've adopted some of those in that form. But I wouldn't, I don't know too much about Native American. I guess since it is kind of my history, maybe I should know more. <laughs> <Maybe later. laughs>
0: yeah, you know, uh, I, I think it'd be good for you to learn and maybe you could pick something up from that or, or realize, well, this is why this is happening to me, you know, personal. You know, like I said, I think our, our DNA has a lot to do with all that, especially okay. if you have a gift or talent or, you know whatever label people wanna put on it, ability. You know?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I hate the label, cause everyone's like, you're either psychic or you're not, but I feel like it goes so much deeper than that. I feel like it's how in you are with yourself. I feel mm-hmm. like we have, they always say, you know, we only use like a certain percentage of our brain. I feel like okay. almost anyone can even tap into themselves and like mm-hmm. tap into their brain skills. I think mm-hmm. you get there with meditation, um, just being one with yourself. I feel like anybody could get there to kind of grow their into, my grandma will completely, she'll completely not agree with me on this because she thinks that like being psychic is a gift and like you were, it's a born, it, you're born with it and it was a gift that you were given. But I feel like personally, I feel like it's how in tune you are with yourself and just opening up yourself to that. And I do think that there is a science to it. I feel like it's kind of part of tapping into your brain and just getting that intuition that way. And so, um, I don't, I wouldn't say everyone could do it tomorrow, like be a psychic, but I feel like if we're all more in tune with ourselves, a lot of people, you know, they sit on their phones all day. They don't know, you know, they could have be, having paranormal activity happen to them and not even realize it because they're not paying attention. So I feel like a lot of it is the world is so busy now that you you just don't see it happening every day. And then when it does, people like record it and put it on YouTube and it's a cool video, but I feel like it happens more often than people
0: think. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I've had friends tell me they probably going to a Walmart and do an EVP, an, an EVP session. You know, probably get something, you know.
2: Yeah. Yeah, because you yeah. just, you know, you never know. The world is so old. So old. i right. like, sure everywhere that you go, something traumatic has happened there, or there's some kind of even residual energy. There's just energy there from all the people yeah. before you. We just don't pay attention to it every day.
0: Yeah. Uh, I know you you mentioned that you guys don't really use tools, but what do you use as far as tools goes? Do you have any tools that you say, okay, we're doing an investigation, I'm taking this with me?
3: Um, We do have uh, like a spirit box. We have a, uh, I don't even know. (laughs) Yeah, we have a lot.
2: We have Um, (laughs) what is that that one one called? Which one? The REM pod? Oh, we have a few REM pods. We have spirit boxes. We have recorders. We have video cameras. We have um, electromagnetic measurers. I forget what they're called. Yeah, I don't even know. Um, it's been too long. The day. But the equipment that I really like, um, we actually use these cat balls from mm. Chewy.com yeah. that you like. You shake it and it lights up. I try. I've been trying to find more um, equipment like that that's not made for paranormal because i've always said and no shade to any paranormal equipment maker makers but paranormal equipment has to sell so i feel like it it has to go off eventually i really like using like house made houseware equipment because that's not made for paranormal just because if it goes off then you kind of know like that's supposed to go off unless Mm -hmm. someone's touching it so these little capitals go off when you shake them so if someone touches it and you put it on the side of the room and it, it starts going off you're like okay that's yeah where it is like sad. you have to like at least touch it at least get near it for it to go off
0: yeah. so yeah yeah when i went to the uh, up to mineral wells which is the haunted hill house here in texas uh one of the guys he had this little penguin and the penguin had this little hair on top of his head that kind of came out like that you know and it was like those little white clear fibers mm-hmm. and, it, and if the kid were to touch it because it was a kid's toy if the kid touched the hair it would go off and it would play music and light different color lights you know
3: oh that's pretty cool mm-hmm. yeah.
0: and it was actually a gift for 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 his kid and when he saw it he goes oh no that's mine
2: so, <laughs> <laughs> he's like that would work perfect
0: yeah so yeah so we were there and uh, we went to where the uh, the little boy's room was at and we sat on the chair and we we're just watching and watching and nothing would happen he walked away about five minutes after he walked away, it started going off, so I started filming. So I got, I, I got that on film, it went off like three or four times.
2: Oh, that's cool. That's the type of stuff that I like. Yeah. We, you know, that's not natural, that's mm-hmm. not that's not built to happen. Like, it, it's a house-made mm-hmm. object for mm-hmm. a child that typically wouldn't go off unless it was being, you know, yeah. manipulated. So that's the type of stuff that we kind of look for. I have some light sensor, little lights that we use. No, uh, we use a lot no, of drugs no. like that.
0: Like, what advice would you give to to anyone trying to break into the paranormal field?
3: Um, I think if you like at least for me and how I started, it was kind of like a feeling and it was um, something I was interested in. And I feel like if you really want to do it, you know, even if you just start with you or someone else, like I feel like you should like pursue that and actually go for it. Because, you know, you never know where it can get you or, like, what experiences you can gain from it. You know, and, like, I said earlier, me working more with, like, I don't know, I guess whatever I have because I don't even know what I have. But, like, working with it more, it, it makes me more involved with it and it makes me more interested in it. So I feel like if you definitely want to, like, start it and you want to do it, I think you should go for it. like. I don't know. I go to work telling people stories of places that I go to, and they're like, "You're crazy. Stay away from me." Like, <laughs> I'm like, "No, I have to tell you." Like, I, don't know, I just love sharing like my stories. Right. So, I think it's definitely something like you should do if you really want to do it. Like, you know, you like start out small. You know, you never know where
2: you can go. Mm-hmm. I would say for me, my best advice is like for myself. I feel like a lot of the times when the paranormal world, it's really it can be very you know, welcoming, loving, but it also can be really competitive. I would say don't do it for anybody else. You know, don't investigate because you want to be Facebook famous because we see a lot of teams, you know, like kind of competing to be the best team. So we've kind of tried to take a back a backseat to social media and we do it because we enjoy it and because we want to help people. So I would just say, do whatever makes you happy, share as much, is, makes you happy and don't let anything like that get to you. You just mm-hmm. have to do it based off what you want to do. And if if you enjoy doing it, then you should give that your all and not really care about what anyone else thinks or says, including people mm-hmm. not in the paranormal world. Like if someone's going to shame you for being a paranormal investigator, like you said, or make mm-hmm. fun of you or tell, you to stay away. Um, just don't listen to those people because you're doing, you have to do it for yourself.
0: Yeah. yeah I think that's good. That's good advice. Um, uh, I think it, it'll, it'll pay off for you in, in, in the long run. You know?
2: um,
3: and it has, I feel like it yeah. has, you know, like I said, we started off as, oh, let's just do it for fun. And then our, we blew the up. Room. <laughs> we have
2: yeah. so many, we've made so many friends and we've met so many people. And I feel like that makes it all worth it. Like we have friends all over the, all over the country now that we can. Yeah, go yeah. And that's yeah. amazing. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. And you know, uh, I, I can say the same thing. I've met so many great people in the paranormal world, you know, uh, I had enough, plenty of friends in the Bigfoot world, but now I started getting involved in the paranormal and, and UFO world, for that matter, too, and uh, different other little genres that I'm investigating. I'm meeting more and more people, and uh, I, I would tell people to stay away from the drama. There are certain people yeah. who, you know, who yeah. love the drama, and they're on Facebook every other day with their drama. Just mm-hmm. stay away from that. Don't get involved in it one way or the other. That's how uh, You know, because I see people going back and forth at it. I, you know, if you want to, if you want to be my friend, be my friend. I'm not gonna get involved in other crap. You know, um, I, I'm not, I'm not picking sides here. You know,
2: and uh, on the what? other side, like you said, with you're kind of, you know, dabbling into the paranormal world. I have, uh, you know, joined, had friends. I've been Facebook friends now with people from the cryptid world, and I've learned things about Bigfoot and other even, you yeah. know, legends that I had never, no idea about. And I've always been interested just in legends in general um and so i feel like that's opened up my world too and that kind of helps it's like a doorway between the paranormal world and the cryptid world and other mm-hmm. legends um we actually went to i uh, you didn't go but i went to what is it called point pleasant
1: okay. west virginia
2: where Mossman, yeah yeah and yeah. i i love that that is just the type of stuff that i love so if <laughs> i didn't have a paranormal team maybe i would have like a cryptid podcast like yeah. you but um, yeah. And we've talked about, because we try, we don't really have a podcast, but we try to go live just to talk with, you know, other mm-hmm. teams and our like all of our supporters. And what we've talked about, like, talking more, not just about spirits or investigations, like talking about different myths and legends and just, I feel like right. there's a little truth to everything out there. Mm-hmm. It all comes from somewhere. So that's just been interesting mm-hmm. to kind of open up our world, too.
0: Yeah. yeah, You have to definitely try that, you know, even if it's just an open mic night, taking questions mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever, even, even once a month, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: that's how it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there you go. You know, that you know that's what I always say. You try to expand your white your yeah. horizon, you know. Or for me, look beyond the wood line, you know. So Exactly. So cool, man. Well I wanna thank you guys for coming on. We're almost up up on our hour, but uh yeah, I want to thank you guys for coming on. I really appreciate it and uh you guys did a great job. Some good knowledge, some good questions and answers. So I appreciate that very much. And,
2: Thank you. This is our second podcast we've been on, so it's always a little nerve-wracking. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, but you, guys, you guys did great. Thanks. This is uh, Valhalla Paranormal. That's my Hi. friend, Walter. That's Walter. He's, he's uh, one of my Bigfoot buddies.
2: Aw. Hi, Walter.
0: Yeah. yeah, he's a good dude. He's a good, he, he asked me to, to go on this podcast if I it. He's a Viking. <laughs> but uh, Yeah. But well, cool, guys, uh, you guys have anything else you want to say, anything you got coming up, any events, anything you want to promote?
2: We are going to the Bel Air House October 16th, and that's the place that I said was my absolutely favorite investigation I've been to. So if you guys, anyone who wants to kind of follow over to our page and kind of watch that investigation, mm-hmm. we're super excited for
0: And what page is that?
2: Indiana Spirit Paranormal.
0: Indiana Spirit Paranormal. Well, cool, guys. Yeah. Uh, I guess I will end it here. And uh, like I said, once again, thanks for joining and thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. Yeah. And you guys have a good night. Hold on real quick. All right. Good night, everybody else. See y'all Thursday night.
2: Go watch.